There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Welcome back, TMA Michelob Ultra, sponsor of the studios, also heretofore known as a no-kill moron shelter. Yeah, don't say heretofore, though. Isn't that how you would say it? I I don't know. I just don't care for that. Here, Deidre. Most of my mates would swap places with me in a heartbeat, but a night of swinging has threatened to wreck my marriage. I'm 33. Probably 29, 30, maybe. 31, actually. 31, okay. So you read this? No, it just seems like it, every article starts about the same. <laughs> I am a kitchen installer. A kitchen installer. My wife is a tattoo artist. Our sex life had taken a dip, and she mentioned this to her female workmate. This colleague is single, 35, and plays around with lots of guys. She said she knew the perfect aphrodisiac. A swingers club. My wife was intrigued and persuaded me to try it, to quote, spice things up. Mm. Nevertheless, we were both really nervous and downed a few drinks before going there. The drink definitely helped, and we started chatting to other couples, dancing and flirting a little. Soon enough, a good looking guy approached my wife and asked her to dance, with his partner joining in. They looked of similar age to us. She started stroking my wife's back and oh. beckoning me to join them. They knew. How she looked. <laughs> what was her age and occupation? Doesn't say, Doug. Huh. This is all, all autobiographical. Twenty-eight-year-old okay. account manager. Okay. From Brussels. Brussels. <laughs> In from Belgium. Okay. They knew what they were doing and invited us into a quiet room where we all got down to business. Oh. It got pretty heated, and my wife had sex with the man while the woman came on to me. Doggone it. I enjoyed the experience and felt flattered, but never want to see my wife in that situation again. Mm. I felt so jealous. She was always so special because she was all mine. I don't see her like that anymore. Can't shake off the feeling that the magic is gone. She wants to go back to the club, but I don't. Sure she does. (laughs) Please help. Well, Deidre's here. That's good news. Okay. Even the strongest of couples can experience a dip in their sex life at times. Some try opening up their relationship, but this can be damaging if you haven't anticipated and addressed the potential pitfalls. Fantasy and reality are rarely the same when it comes to open marriages. Agreeing on the boundaries is key. You felt jealous seeing men wanting your wife and taking over your role. She enjoyed feeling desired. But is that something you can instigate? 
When did you last send her a sexy text or tell her how you'd like to rip her clothes off? Talk to her about your feelings that night. And then suggest reading my support pack 50 ways to bring fun back into set. Mm. 50. Which has ideas on boosting your connection in the bedroom without the risk of involving third parties. There it is, Doug. That was the end of it? So he saw his girlfriend orgasm for the first time, and it wasn't him doing it. <laughs> sounded like that's that. That's what that was? was. Oh, it sounded like <clears throat> he looked and like, oh, that's what pleasure is. I'd love to see that support pack. 50 ways to spice up your marriage. What is it, the simp pack? Oh, it's called the simp pack? They don't like to call that out like on air, but that's what it basically is. Simp pack. That's a nice story and all, but what were all of their credit scores? I need the digits, please. That's from Flocky the Smurf. Uh, how did it help to know that the guy was a kitchen installer? <laughs> Doug, if, if Jackson sends it in the links, I read it. Okay. You better well, believe it. It's not easy to, to do the measuring, get the cabinets lined up just right. And <laughs> dishwashers can be tricky to get installed. I, I appreciate all that. I just don't know that it helped and, and advanced the story at all. Theater of the mind, though. It's the same one every time. I mean, I guarantee you, Tim could read one sentence, and I'll tell you what the rest of it's going to say. Hmm. Well, I guess we could try that. I love my wife. She's 26. I am 28. We've been together for three years. We went to a club the other night. Okay, here comes the swinging. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see about this one. This was uh, from Sally Land on October 22nd. Dear Deidre, I'm enjoying a steamy fling with great sheks, and don't feel guilty one bit. It's so much fun, but doesn't mean anything and will end sooner rather than later. My long-term partner treats me like a queen, and we are happy together. But if I want checks, I have to ask for it. He never makes me feel haunted. Otherwise, I would say that everything is perfect. The man I'm having the fling with is a decent guy and caring, but I don't see us being together in the long term. I can't have him falling for me. I told him that from the start. I wasn't up for anything for serious, but I'll, I can tell he wants more now. He doesn't know I'm already in a relationship. I can't imagine my life without my partner, mm. as I feel safe and financially secure, but I'm numb emotionally. This isn't the first time I've strayed. I've been with my partner for 16 years, and I'm up to my seventh fling. Seventh? I am 45, and my partner is 48. We don't have children together, but each have a child from a previous relationship. I don't think I know what love is and have certainly never felt it. My partner is wonderful, and I do think a lot of him... So why do I constantly cheat? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. And because your husband is not, like Blasey said, he's not satisfying you. He's not great in bed. He's probably got a micro-ween. No! micro You got everything uh, that you love about him, money, security, but uh, you need to go elsewhere for sex. Fooling around with other guys may be an ego boost, but chances are your parents didn't have a loving, stable relationship with each other or you. Wow. I cut to the quick. Where the hell did that come from? Fooling around with other guys may be an ego boost, but chances are your parents didn't have a loving, stable relationship with each other or you. I don't buy that. Well, that all. came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I'll tell you what. This, that's, that's why you know these are real, because you never know what you can hear. Yeah. Oh, they're all real, for sure. They're not real. It has left you with low self-esteem, and you endlessly yearn to feel haunted, needed, and desired. So it's hard for your boyfriend to satisfy that chronic need. You need ongoing therapeutic help to understand what is driving you, and that is to be backed up with the willpower to make changes. You aren't being fair to your long-term partner or the person you are having a fling with, neither of whom know about the other. While you may have managed seven affairs without being discovered, mm. sooner or later the truth will come out. 
Would you be hanging on to security your partner offers when the reality is your relationships run its course? Either way, this is a self-destructive pattern that you need to break for your own good as much as anyone else's. My support pack can't be faithful. We'll help you. My guess is the questions are like chat GDP. You just <laughs> keyword it and like they write swingers, age. Probably, yeah. It's probably all AI generated. I mean, it sound, they all sound like they're written exactly uh-huh. in the same format. I don't think everybody who cheats has parents that were Yeah, that was, a, that was a surprising turn from Sally Land. Yeah, some people just like the excitement of it, I'm sure. I guess Tavistock's like Blue Chew. They come onto her thing for a week, and they're gone for a few <laughs> months, and they come back again. My wife and I don't bother with sex anymore. This is from caller Buzz, Doug, and he won in June. Okay. The blog wrote yes, the he did. Song. He sure did. We just rub-a-dub-dub to busty girl-on-girl porn. We <laughs> fish in the dark and then eat Reese's peanut butter cups and go to bed. That. We don't it's need that. It's odd to think my pee-pee is not needed, but on the plus side, I can think about Doug while we fish. Okay. Caller uh, Buzz. He's kind of crossed over the edge. He used to be kind of a normal <laughs> guy that would just tell us about his weekend with the doctor in Chicago. We kind of found fascinating. Now he's just full-blown vile. <laughs> He's really jumped the shark on this, I think. That's because he knows we don't believe his stories anymore, so he just gets boring. Well, isn't it just his wife fingers him, right? And you don't believe the doctor's story now out of Chicago? Yeah, because he came up with another one that just was so far-fetched yeah. that nobody believed him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't believe the story anymore either about the doctor in Chicago. Half you inbred Hoosiers have a FICO score lower than the amount in your bank account, have defaulted on your student loans, a massive collections, and tell your friends you deserve a better rate than 7.625% on a home loan. Oh. Pick one and then suck it. Gosh. Some Sizumi Timbers. Gosh. Wow. God almighty. He really let us have it. How <sighs> <sighs> did that even come up, the FICO scores? Uh, Caller Ellen said she, you could judge whether a guy had money yeah, based on yeah, his credit score. Yeah, she was checking score. credit scores. Oh. The, the, the biggest thing is just credit card debt, I think, is what cripples people. Because it feels like it doesn't cost anything. When you don't get the dollar bill out and hand it to somebody, it doesn't feel like it costs you anything. See, I, I'm rare. I, I, I always think about it. Every time I use a credit card, that's why I'm not, like, drowning in credit card debt, too. Yeah. Well, that's good, because a lot of people that don't have that cloud. discipline. Yeah. Just keep spending. We do that as a country. We just keep spending on credit. Mm-hmm. I really only use mine for gas. I'm at the gas station, and I get something online, Amazon, something like that. I have a Macy's card, so I use that at Macy's. Like if you go into a fast food place or something, you use cash or credit card? Yeah, cash. Uh, breaking news, Doug, uh, here on TMA as I read from uh, the Funhouse Twitter account, also known as Back After This. Mm-hmm. Mad Dog Russo was just on the Howard Stern Show and says he's not retiring slash quitting his radio or TV show after saying that he would. Howard, if the Diamondbacks would come back and beat the Phillies, which they did last night, Howard says he has to own up to what he said, so he suggested Russo sport a... D-backs bikini in public with Russo holding a sign saying, I'm a dope and a liar. Mm. Well, he's not a liar. He just made a bad prediction. He's going back on the promise. Isn't his easy out to say, I'm under contract, I have to keep working? I made a a crazy bet that I was confident in, I lost, but I I am under contract, so I have to keep showing up. Are you going to go tweet at him to hold him accountable? No, no, he can do what he wanted to do. It's just a show. Just a show. It's all it is. 
I still can't believe people actually thought he was going to quit his job and leave millions on the table. Yeah. Uh, okay, now uh, from uh, Jimmy Trena, who's a uh, media reporter for Sports Illustrated, uh, as negotiated with uh, Howard Stern, instead of retiring, uh, Mad Dog Russo will wear a Diamondbacks bikini and walk through the streets of New York City wearing a sign that says, I'm a douche. He should have to walk through Phoenix with that, not New York City. Right. But here again, he'll get all kinds of publicity and more people than ever will listen to his show. Why don't we walk around downtown St. Louis at night in bikinis? Who says I haven't already? <laughs> yeah. Except in downtown St. Louis, no one would see. <laughs> there wouldn't be anyone. Have you driven around during the day? And see, there's nobody on the streets. It's just incredible. What about the best fans? There's no one there. If there's not a Cardinal or a Blues game, there's nobody in the streets. It's stunning. It is stunning. Why do you hate Blues Coyotes games? I, I, I don't hate Blues Coyotes. Yeah, but doesn't coyotes. it make it look, I go to look myself. rustic? <laughs> like an old western ghost town? That kind of way? Iggy, my friend did insert my phone in my rectum while I passed out, and he can tell you himself on trivia night. But that's okay. Get your zoomies out before you go to the large pasture in the sky. What? You are so loved and so important to the show, but important like the old blind dog who has accidents for attention, growls at the little kids, barks at guests, but part of the family and lovable nonetheless. That's from caller Buzz. Gosh. A lot in that text. He's bragging about having a phone pushed up his rectum? Rip that off. The, the rectum isn't large enough to support such a device. That's my point. I mean, you couldn't, is get, it? A, you couldn't get a phone up your ass. I don't think so. I've uh, Maybe one of the seen old double anal scenes. Oh. Never really understand them. But you know what? You tip your cap for the effort. But but uh, but Buzz taking a, a phone. Yeah, not an iPhone 12 or 14. Maybe it's one of those flip phones. An old flip phone back yeah. in the early days? You know, I'm that very anal. <laughs> All right, so I got some here. Um, that was a deep cut. Uh, the human anus can stretch up to seven inches before taking damage. Yeah, seven Veron inches? Yeah, Veronica Avalon. I feel like she's prolapsed. But taking so you watch a scene and you go, oh, boy, what's doing there? So bad beat. Bad, bad beat. So theoretically, the phone is considerably less wide than seven inches. Buzz has merit. But it says I seven inches. Maybe that just means like a uh, vibrator or something. What? Yes. The human ass can stretch up to seven to nine inches before oh, taking damage. God. I don't know. I, any item, no matter what it is. I almost said I'd have to see that to believe it, but I don't want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't I that lead to a prolapsed rectum? Yeah, like I said, Veronica Avlov. says before damage, without tearing. Well, he said he was sleeping, so it would take two people to do this. Somebody would have to spread it, and the other person would have to shove it. You can't, you can't do it yourself. Oh, I didn't need that. Oh no, well, that, the the Unless person could spread it. Yeah, like you still couldn't spread that with a phone. <laughs> oh, I can't believe we're talking about this. No, I can't uh, either. Buzz is following up with details. He oh, says God. it was sticking out of my bum like I had a little tail. Okay. <laughs> So like, I like our show. You're proud That's of a literal proud butt dial then, right? Oh, if it's on, like... could have been. You're proud of that? He's bragging about such a thing. I mean, if that happened, wouldn't that be the last thing you'd want to have out there? <laughs> nope, never happened to me. I don't care what the doctor if says. If you call somebody like while it's in there, would it sound like... <laughs> yeah, like that? Kind of, yeah. Uh, He's calling me in a session for him. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a sound you'd want to hear. 
Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm going to tell a butt story. Take that off. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be a good drop right there, Paul. Absolutely. I uh, just got word from uh, Jesse Kiowski in the uh, commercial break that a gentleman last night bought three tables for Trivia Night. This guy really wants to win it. Wow, that'll help his credit score. I'm tell you, I agree. Uh, Trivia Night is November 11th. At St. Gabriel, the Archangel dugout is located at Tam and Nottingham. How do you do? Do well, I'm come and see the banners. Doors open at 6.30. Trivia gets underway at 7 o'clock. And this year's trivia questions will test your general sports entertainment and St. Louis knowledge. They're not all TMA trivia questions. Mm-mm. So just come on up there for $45 per person. You can uh, enjoy salt and smoke all night and all of your AV products. And if you want to bring food and drink, you're more than welcome to as well. All of us from TMA will be there. And we'll enjoy trivia night on November 11th at St. Gabriel's by your ticket or your table, or anything in between, or your three tables at tmastl.com, tmastl.com, TMA Trivia Night. Um, Texts are coming in over the course of the program about what is HD2 Country, Doug. Well, HD2 Country is the T-shirt that I am wearing, and that is available at Mm tmastlshop.com. I think this was another uh, Peter Rep creation, if I'm not mistaken, and he's done a wonderful job, a variety of colors, and both available in T-shirts and hoodies, uh, 636-TMASTLshop.com. It's HD2 country. Does it look like that? Can you tell it's a... It sure does. Tell it's a two? Kind of a yeah. Western flair, a bit of a Western thing, yeah. Uh, TMASTLshop.com. Uh, this is the guy who was Truman the Tiger, right? Makes sense. That's from Todd Reesing. Was Caller Buzz Truman the Tiger? I don't know. I feel like he's not tall enough. You got to be tall to be Truman? I think that they want you to be tall. Yeah, the, the costume is pretty tall, pretty long. Adriana Chechik probably set the benchmark for the Max Anus stretching number, so we thank her for her work. That's from Scott's Wrinkled Ballsack, but not his wife. I wouldn't thank her. Pity her, maybe. Apologize to her. Sporting, though, you'd have to agree. Well... Uh, Doug, uh, here is uh, Dabo Swinney talking about Clemson's game being on the CW. He's not happy about it. You guys are on the CW network for the first time this weekend. Any experience with that channel? It's a new one with the new... I, I, don't, I have no idea what it is. I don't even know where it's at. Is it... Is it uh, where do I go to it? Uh, I think channel it's 62. Okay, <laughs> channel 62. Rabbit ears. Rabbit ears. <laughs> I've got... Uh, I've got... Uh, where is it on the guide on DirecTV? I got DirecTV. Uh, oh, oh, that's where it's at. Okay, 62. All right. Someone has Dawson's Creek. Okay. Yeah. So Clemson's having its worst season ever, and this is what the media talking. The media in this town of Clemson is soft. Yeah. It just yeah. seems like it's it. Sounded like there were two people in that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they, they really have fallen. I mean, well, they, they don't enjoy offense. Dominant, dominant program for a few years there, like the best. I think it'll be Nebraska. I think it just had its run, but unless they find a good replacement for Dabo, they yeah. won't be in that situation. And they, they had one of the best quarterbacks to come around in a few years. Well, they years. had, before that, they had Deshaun yeah. Watson, and before that, I think Taj Boyd? I, I do believe. I, I think it was Taj yeah. Boyd. Legendary appearance on uh, ESPN. But that's about 10 years of... NFL yeah, quality that, quarterbacks. And yeah, like you can recruit receivers and recruit mm-hmm. right with, you know, that. Although Hunter K- Renfro. Cape Club next a five star guy. It's not like he's a their quarterback now. 
Hunter Renfro played football at Clemson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's big enough to. Oh, he was awesome. He, uh, I think he had the game-winning catch in that comeback against uh, Roll Dam Tide. What was he, a tight end or something? We're talking about the baseball, but the outfield. No, no, no. Oh, am I thinking of a Dyke confused? No, Hunter Renfro played for Clemson. Doug's thinking of uh, Hunter Pence. No, no. There's a Renfro. Uh, big, there's a, yeah, there's a Hunter guy. Renfro baseball player. An outfielder. God, I'm so confused. Hunter Yeah, there Ren- is a Hunter Renfro. He's a wide receiver. Played at Clemson. But there is also a Hunter Renfro that plays for... He's played for a bunch of teams. Yeah, plays, plays for, for the Raiders. San Diego and... Could be a trade target for the Jets per Raiders wire. That's what comes up on the Googles. Yeah, Hunter Renfro plays for the Reds. Different spelling. Whoa. But every we big, enough to, on that. big enough to be a football player is a big guy. Yeah, yeah. Channel well, 4 on that? 6'1". <laughs> yeah. 6'1", 230. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, he's that's a big beefy. guy. That's a lot of yeah. man. So good. That's why I was thinking maybe he was a tight end and I missed it, but there's two Hunter Renfros that are big-time athletes. Not the kind Somebody's of Somebody's phone think. stuck up their ass and vibrating. Oh, huh. that is, yeah, I, I couldn't have that in my pocket. Uh, Doug, uh, we're talking Dabo Swinney and uh, Clemson. Uh, do you say Mark Schleybach or Schleybach? I usually say Schleybach. He has them playing the Gators in Jackson's favorite bowl, which is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, he's got Missouri playing, and what do you think? Can I have a, initials of the bowl game, please? T A T. Texas A. The Texas A. Hosting a bowl now. <laughs> the A T and T bowl. No, 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 no. The A T A T. The apple tree. The apple tree bowl. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. Wow. He'll be taking on West Virginia at 9 o'clock. If Ryan Wayne goes see this, does he up his, does he automatically go to Texas? Wouldn't they have to darn near lose every game the rest of the way to get that? It strikes me as a little low. You'd almost have to lose them all. Imagine going 10-2 and and the best you can get is a Texas Bowl. Now, Joey Batagora, (laughs) in the same column, has him playing in the Liberty Bowl. Another trip to Memphis. Mm -hmm. And they'll be taking on Iowa State. Oh, my God, that sounds better. miserable. That sounds better than playing West Virginia in the tax bowl. That sounds terrible the, to me. The, I know the weather might be better in Texas, but that's on a, it's one that, game. That's on a Friday, <laughs> December 29th at 3 o'clock. How do you know the times of these already? Nobody's watching that game. Well, nobody watches any of the bowl games <laughs> I know, except for the playoffs. Yeah, it's a, they it. play all season to try to get in them, and then nobody cares when they get there. It's just family members. It's hilarious. Pretty that much. 40,000-seat yeah. stadium, there's, like, that little row of family. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be playing in New Orleans instead. Oh, Sugar Bowl. Gosh. On New Year's Day. The and they're playing, they're playing Washington in that game, and then uh, they play Michigan and Houston for the right. national championship. Mm-hmm. Yep, fair enough. Yep. The playoff system, as much as we like getting a legitimate champion, it has – wreaked havoc on some of the other bowls. Well, that, the bowls are hand jobs. Yeah, the, uh, that, but, it, but be. before the playoffs, there was a time when the Sugar Bowl and, and all these bowls were still meaningful. So, hey, we have we 80s deserve and 90s, to be number one. 100%. But over the last 20 years, it's just everybody gets in a bowl, and then you have college coaches who want to keep a job going, yeah, we go to bowls. It was a good year. We go to bowls. Around because here. they're still using the standard of the 1970s and 80s when going to a bowl was limited to teams who had really good years. Now you schedule three guaranteed wins, then you win another three, yeah. and you go, oh, we had a great year. F off. There's like 41 bowls. Yeah, I don't mean the lower half bowls. But there was a whole bunch of bowls there. The 
that were but, still kind of meaningful but, and interesting for a long time. But we were trusting computers with the end-of-the-year rankings, and undefeated teams were being, you know, Boise State is a great example of kind of that AP, you know, bowl era to where you mm-hmm. have a computer uh, logging in all the stats. I was watching the college football show last night. Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet, Booger McFarlane, Greg McElroy. Who else was on that? Joey Pat Galloway. McAnally. Pat McAnally. <laughs> Uh, and Kirk Herbstreet was asked this question, and I think his answer was correct. And now he said it. He wanted to make it clear this isn't uh, something that he expected to happen, but what is more likely to happen? What is more likely? doesn't mean it's going to happen. Okay. Both Alabama and Georgia go to the college football playoff, or the SEC gets zero teams. And while I don't think it would happen either, I would agree. I would say the SEC getting zero teams is more likely than both Alabama and Georgia going to the college football playoff. But that's not necessarily a commentary on Georgia and Alabama so much as it is you have a variety of other conferences, such as the Pac-12, possibly the Big 12, possibly the ACC, and certainly the Big 10 with teams that are in the mix this year, years where the SEC has gotten to uh, – more of a, and I, and I think the Big Ten maybe did Ohio State and Michigan both get in last year, right? Yeah, Ohio State lost to Georgia and Michigan lost to TCU. Yeah, um, more of a reflection of the other conferences this year. Even though I think it'd be a big surprise if somebody got out of the Pac-12 undefeated, I think you'll have at least one Pac-12 team in there. And um, I, I still think an SEC team will get in there, but uh, I certainly could see it being a one-loss team. I just don't think you're going to see two <laughs> SEC teams there. Who sneezing? Sneezing. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Allergies got you down a little bit? Every time I come in the studio. I guess if... Uh, it's the price we pay for being a moron shelter. <laughs> we are, yeah, we are in a closet. Dust I guess lights. if Alabama would not lose another game and Georgia goes undefeated and they play each other in the SEC championship and Alabama would win... I would think they'd both get in. I, I think it's so um, reliant upon the other conferences having teams fall apart. Is Ole Miss not in it anymore? Ole Miss is in it, but right? they need like, some things to happen. Not Alabama, but they have to. They would have to win in Athens, which is going to be a test, of course. But, hey, you know what? Missouri's about to do it, right, Doug? Seems like it to me. Um, and then they would also need something weird to happen with Alabama LSU. I guess they would need LSU to beat Alabama. And then there would be a hot three-way tiebreaker. And then something has to happen with the other division. But, yes, Ole Miss is theoretically in it. Yeah. Is Mizzou even allowed to play in the playoff? Don't they have to be home for Christmas, or is that only when they're ducking their rivals? Good That's point. from Tervis Parish. Good point. I got to say, looking at, you know, if, even if Drink wins a national championship, I think his legacy is tainted by that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Take. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I It was remember. a horrible thing to do. Oh, I had to tell you, I, I, to think, I think they did it. It was amusing, kind of like the Nolan Arnato trade report. If we don't like the news, we just call it fake news now. Uh, that Brett McMurphy was, you know, said to be just making things up uh, when he reported that. I do think they avoided KU, and I have to tell you, I understand it. Do I like it? No, but if you're in his spot, which was a precarious spot, um, and you're going, oh, crap, we might lose, and I don't have a whole lot of equity with this fan base right now, the last thing I need to do is go 6-7 and and lose to Kansas. So I'm not saying I'm for it, but I'm saying I understand it. And I do think that that report was accurate, but I've just chosen not to believe things that I don't like anymore. I I think that's the best way to go through life. I just don't like it that the whole program and all of its fan base 
gets not what's best for the program, but just best for the head coach. What what was best for the program and for all of its fans was to, was to play watch him, Wake watch Forest. Play I'm Kansas. sorry. No, watch him play Kansas. Sam but Hartman. Said, no, we're all concerned about one guy's job security, like he couldn't possibly be replaced. I like, I'd like Gabe to ask that question at the next press conference. Coach, uh, let's just play devil's advocate here. If you would happen to go undefeated and you get to the national championship game, would you play the game because it will be over the holidays? And you said last year you want your team to be yeah. home for the holidays. That'd be so. a good question to ask. Why don't you ask that? Why don't you go up there and ask that? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that? No? If it was in St. Louis, would you ask it? Yeah. You would? Gabe will be at the University High School today at 4 o'clock to see what Ryan Wingo does. Oh, he's announcing today? 4 o'clock. Who paid him the most? I guess that's the question. Wingo Wednesday, baby. Oh, is this what they're calling this? Wingo Wednesday? Uh, yeah, yeah. Seems to be the consensus. People are fired up, as they should be. Well, it, he's not the only one who's going to go f- to where they pay him the most. That'll be everybody now. I mean, it just seems like it's Missouri, but God, it's not like it's a lock. What would be the upside, like, if he's saying his announcement was usually in December and then moving it up with the Missouri NIL laws, putting two two together, plus all the experts saying he's going to Mizzou. All the signs are pointing to the right direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Texas still has a couple hours to back that Brinks truck up. They got Texas money down there. They got oil money. But Missouri's Black got money gold. they can give them tonight, you know, literally. Yeah, you're going to have to really make a nice little sweetheart deal there. That'd be a, a nice little presentation if he signed and they hand him a check for a million dollars. <laughs> That would be a, just a big, giant check. Takes it to <laughs> Seth Q or something. Just. Yeah. Hmm. That would be powerful incentive to anyone else in Missouri. Players. Yeah, 100%. That's thinking why it's about so going advantageous. There, See, it's them a, a check. totally different world. Now, if the other states get this going, but, I mean, again, the other states usually have another school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Missouri's in a unique spot right now. Uh, guys, the real game will be Notre Dame versus Kansas in the Pop-Tarts Bowl on December 28th. Doug, hmm. you have that one circled? I don't have anything circled, really. I don't <laughs> circle much of anything. <laughs> I almost never circle anything. Jackson's going to be so butthurt if Wingo doesn't sign with Mizzou. I'm pulling for you today, pal. That's from Big Tuft. Thanks. Well, yeah, how how big a check would you write him to contribute to get him to go? Uh, uh, I don't know. I, um, Would you give him $100 to say, here's my part? I gave Mizzou plenty of money. So you'd give him nothing? They can use some of the stuff I already gave him. Oh. Mr. Licks can't watch the bowl game this year. He has to serve me at the Veiled Profit Bowl. That's from the Warsaw yeah. Attack. <laughs> Is that coming up this weekend? You usually go, don't you? Always. They still have those things? I, I think so. I thought Karen took care of that. Another stupid thing about the bowls is, like, they're each, like, conference-oriented. I hate that. Yeah, I, like yeah. I, I think it just like they should rank the bowls in terms of what's least and most important, and maybe reward geographically the better team. Try to at least. Right. I hate the fact that the SEC has to play a Big Twelve team in a certain bowl. Like that to me makes that that's just. Is there boring. an SEC Pac-12 game at all? In a bowl game, I, I haven't looked at the 43 they have, but there's got to be a scenario <laughs> where that's possible. Uh, I, I was I was scrolling through it, and I didn't see it, and that's why I asked the question. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. And that would be fun this year to actually see them I would maybe play Oregon be, State or something. That'd I know. Be that, would, that would be great to, to see them play 
you know, USC or Penn State or somebody you just don't see Missouri play all that often. I know Penn State's, of course, in the Big Ten. Like, do they always have problem? to go to Memphis? Do they always have to play in the Liberty Bowl? Do they Apparently. always have to go here or here? I, I, you suppose they set up that system like so that. so the bowls don't get left out, so some big bowl doesn't get left out. They're guaranteed a team from a big conference. Yeah, I guess like the sure. Myrtle Beach Bowl at Eastern Michigan against Marshall. Mm-hmm. The problem, oh, could you the imagine Myrtle Beach people coming out in waves? Just try to keep me away from that game. <laughs> The yes. problem you would have is that when you have 60-something <laughs> bowls and the bowl committees are the ones that, you know, if they didn't have, okay, the third-place team, the SEC plays the second-place team, whatever, if they didn't have that, all these bowl committees would be going after all these teams and, oh, we got to ask the seven bowls, what do we do? I mean, you wouldn't be able to fill them up because people would go where the more money is or they wouldn't have be able to set anything up. Yeah, they would be waiting for the last second for a better bowl to open up. I get that. But I, there's got to be a way to just not have a certain conference play another conference in a, you know, a crap bowl. I think Las Vegas Bowls, SEC Pac-12. That's from Ned Yo Shattered Pelvis. Yes. See, that's great. Yeah. Like, they I also would... have the, Sir, the Gasparilla Bowl can also be it's either Big 12 ACC or SEC. Doug, would you rather lose the Midwest you know, maybe vibe of a Liberty Bowl in Memphis to go out to Vegas and play like an Caleb Oregon Williams. State or a USC. Either Biggie, one of those. Go? I mean, oh, Missouri's playing Caleb Williams. It was here. Like you t- obviously, much rather go to Vegas. Yeah. yeah, I think the Bulls are more about where they are because they're going to be there for a week and just have a good time for a week. Yeah. Oh man, when they had like the PlayStation Bowl, that was it. Like as <laughs> I remember as a kid in high school, I was like, dude, everybody on the roster for each team got a ps3 i think or a ps2 at the time and you were jealous of that oh great the swag is the way you go a couple years mizzou had to go to shreveport you imagine spending a week in shreveport that's when you go okay i'm gonna focus on the draft well no that's when you say it's christmas we don't want to be away for the holidays it's not the national championship playoffs uh caleb willis probably won't play in the bowl game anyway i probably would agree with that yeah. I would agree with that. I don't know why you would. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford is going to join us here in a matter of moments. Brought to you by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. 314-889-0503. Go online at evergreenstl.com. Questions, preferably two-parters for JR, are welcome. 314-881-TMA5. Yeah, I mean, Connor Hellebuck, what are you going to do when a guy saves 18 shots? How are you going to beat that? You, you don't. You take your lumps and you move on to the next one. I looked Canadian it up and City. I couldn't even find a goalie that's had more saves in the last 10 years than that, 18, and that performance was. Saves. I think what you do, you take less shots, and then he gets rusty. He hasn't taken a shot for so long. You really? get one, he's kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. Nope. They were really peppering him. Uh, we'll so- see what, oh, yeah, so- nurse. Nope, sorry. Nope. No, it's fine. You're a nurse. <laughs> Sod had one absolutely wide open. Look at he, this. Look at this. He fired it right it's like at the old. like pangers on the, mm-hmm. in the Horton Watkins studio. Fired yeah. it right at the old pillow stack, like inside of it. The old pillow stack. Wow. Wide open. Look at this guy. You've really made a major vicissitude. They've had they had plenty of opportunities. Doug, where on the ladies' tees? Yeah. Oh, gosh. You even got the lingo down. Wins Rivers contract up. I mean, I that guy is really He's pushing. Be Sell your stock, because I don't know if I got the, the, the bandwidth for it all year. Oh, is that right? You think you might pivot after you watched the game in Manitoba? Well, I saw like KD warming up, and I got like a like a crack itch. Like I was like, I need to get oh, back. Yeah. I need to get back to what I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, Jr. We'll talk it over with Jackson. I think we'll just sit back and listen to the puck talk. Uh, that's coming up next. Brought to you by Mark mm-hmm. Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. This is TMA from the Michelob Ultra Studios.